Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Unlearn series. I'm Omkar from Beehive and I'm here to source and share the best practices from the world of learning and development to each and every one of you. Today is a very special episode. With us, I have a very dear friend and a rising star in the world of employee learning and well-being, Ms. Ira. Ira started off as an HR generalist and now she is a learning and development manager for an international IT and an advertising company. She has completed her psychology training from Oxford and currently completing her master's with a double degree program in organizational psychology. She has previously worked in learning and development roles at Sibur and Orange. And one of the points and one of the domains what she is very specifically interested in and an evolving subject matter expert in is that how flexible learning or how is hybrid work environment affecting the learning attitude of employees. Only about 8% of the remote employees right now are wanting to go back to full-time work at the office after the pandemic. According to a latest survey, 48% of workers want to work from home permanently, whereas 44% of them want to adopt a flexible lifestyle where they can go to work for some time and then they can stay at home for the rest of the time of the week. Ira over here wants to understand and she is slowly decoding the idea of how do you start engaging an employee's learning experience, especially when the world has offered us in a hybrid environment. So firstly, Ira, welcome to the latest episode of Unknown Series. It is such a delight to talk to you and to see you after a long time. Thank you. Thank you, Ampara. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. It's a really interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, just to get things off rolling, what is your reading of a hybrid workplace? How do you like to define a workplace which is hybrid? Uh, uh, so now I'm writing my master thesis about that. So basically how it affects employee engagement and how it influences for our world in, in general. And uh, like, do you know what I think about it really? Um, I think it's uh, inevitable. So honestly, COVID is a terrible disaster. But after that, people who never studied or never worked at home, they realize that they can do that. Yeah. And uh, they can organize themselves and their space uh, in a different way. So that this format is more comfortable for them. And um, like, to be honest, I think that face-to-face -face meetings or training can be more productive uh, and sometimes even uh, indecidable. Uh, like, however, I think that uh, an employee can do around, I don't know, sorry for my mathematics skill, but I, I think they can do around 70% uh, of the work online. But especially if this employee has already become the part of the team after onboarding. Yeah. Okay. Great. Lovely. This is this is fantastic. I think um, you know one of the other things uh, which I want to ask is that, like you know, there are challenges for both, right? The employee as a learner and the employee who's the learning and development manager. And I want to ask you a two-faced question, right? The first question is that what challenges do you think that an employee who is uh, flexible in a flexible environment or in a hybrid environment? What are the what are the kind of uh, challenges that person is facing? Um, I saw it every day uh, in in previous, and we decided to do it better right now. But I guess the most complicated part is new tools, new application, and new format. 
So they are different in different companies and uh, uh, let's say more time, uh, people spend a lot of time uh, in the at the computer and uh, which is uh, in, in our age, let's say, which is worse for the back, for their eyes, uh, for example. But uh, well, in, uh, in long term is online, it's harder for learners to feel like there's a part of the team. I think it's the main point and learning and development manager and or uh, the team lead always need to check the situation about their feelings and uh, let's say keep fingers on the pulse. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, from the other side of the perspective, like, right? Like, let's say I'm, um, I'm an employee and you are my learning and development manager. I'm very happy about that. Now, there are two types, right? Or there are three types of learners. Number one is that enthusiastic person who wants to keep learning. So, you know, he as an employee will keep on learning irrespective of the challenges. And then there are some employees which kind of need a push, right? Like, you know, it depends. Their learning is directly dependent on the enthusiasm of, of you as a learning and development manager. And the third one are, are people who just don't give uh, any kind of uh, care Towards, towards the learning efforts, what the company's putting in because, because they are remote and then there is no accountability. How do, you, how do you make sure that the engaged, the enthusiastic people are enthusiastic, their enthusiasm is sustained? How do you make sure the people who require a little bit of a key, a little bit of a twitch, that how do they get that twitch? And how do you make sure these big liabilities of the company, sometimes I like to think of that, that, you know, these employees who just don't replicate the learning efforts of the company, how do you, how do you instigate them? Um, okay, let's split them for different categories. The first, the second, and the third one. And uh, the first one, for sure, as a trainer, I can say that it's my favorite category because, uh, yeah, they really they can be involved, they can be enthusiastic, and it, it supports your work as well. And uh, like you, you feel the motivation because of that. Um, but uh, you, uh, you, as a learning and development manager, uh, you have to track this balance. Because if uh, they are really enthusiastic about the learning content or learning activities, that's great. But they have independent work and mm -hmm. they have to do that. So we are not uh, this like a charity company who paid people just for, be, for being development. So, uh, yeah, so it should be limited amount of the learning activities. And I guess uh, this balance could be the best approach for the first category with the most enthusiastic people, like to, to involve them, to send them, or probably from time to time, these kind of people, they prefer to be a trainer as well. So you can develop and it can help them to upgrade their career skills, like uh, I don't know, facilitation skills, presentation skills, but especially they will be focused on their own area. Um, the middle one, the third, uh, the second category, uh, it is like the most common people who feel uh, just really okay without what is going on. And uh, for them, it's uh, better to rely on uh, employee engagement survey, let's say, because uh, when you understand what people need, 
uh, they would be really glad and that they can switch to the first category because uh, if you provide the time management training all the time and people do not need it, they just feel okay with their time management, that is disaster for the, for the company. So you can, you as a learning and development manager, you, uh, you waste your time, you waste people's time. So yeah, just need to track and uh, you just need to uh, build your content based on uh, on this category of people. And the third one, uh, yeah, it's uh, the most problematic one, the people who wouldn't be involved, who like probably they normally, uh, based on my experience, I can say that uh, they uh, do have a lot of work. They probably do have burnout or something like that. And it's very complicated to um, involve them in this process. And uh, my suggestion would be to fix the, the main problem first. So the main problem normally, it's not uh, that they just don't want to be educated or they don't want to be developed. They just, uh, normally they have something more, uh, more attractive for them or more painful for them. Uh, if they have like, they need to work 70 hours per day and uh, like, which training do they want to participate? I guess no one. So you need to fix it with HR business partner, HR generalist, and based on their results on employee engagement, individual session, you can create a plan who will help uh, this category of people as well. Got it. Interesting. Like, you know, now I want to come to a very specific question, which is a segue of the previous one. Uh, what kind of tools you as a learning and development manager kind of invest in in order to make sure that the delivery of learning or the outcomes of learning is, is achieved. You know, I've seen a lot of, uh, lot of corporations use Miro. I've used a lot, I've seen a lot of corporations use this amazing technology called Beehive. Uh, I've seen a lot of other companies start using MS Teams to start engaging. What kind of tools do you believe that, you know, can, can re rely very strongly on? Um. First of all, I would like to to mention uh, the Beehive. I really like this platform, and I really like the way how it uh, how people created it because it's really uh, I, I really like the interface. It's very friendly, so I shouldn't go through the through the long course to to be uh, familiar with this tool. Uh, but, um, you know, it, depend, uh, it depends so much on the restriction in the company and uh, from the security of the company. For example, uh, I can share my own experience in my organization. I normally use uh, Google Meet uh, mm -hmm. for providing the training. And uh, for, as a trainer, for me, it's a disaster because it's not comfortable at all for, for the education. I need to switch the, uh, the windows for a long time uh, for to, to show me one video for 15 seconds it takes like 20 minutes let's say not, not really 20 minutes but it is like really really complicated you can't but even I, see the person right like when you're using google meet you can't even see the faces of your trainees unlike in zoom yeah for, for me so i use two laptops at the same time and uh, I, I should announce and uh, i should announce it from the beginning of the training that sorry guys because of these technical issues i cannot uh, do it faster so i i try my best but it's uh, the best i can do right now with this uh, appointment like uh, zoom is fine but uh, not the best i guess uh, I really like the uh, the platform we use right now. Uh, it calls iSpring. 
and uh, it's very comfortable it's very nice for using but by the way so uh, i am a mac user do you yeah, yeah, I'm a Mac user. Yeah, yeah and uh, for example, they have a very, uh, very simple content you can create, and it's very native as well, and it's very comfortable for using from your laptop, from your uh, smartphone. But to me, to create it like uh, from the upgrade version, we have uh, it called uh, um, Red Eye Spring. So you can create a video there, you can create them some special dialogue. It's very interactive and very cool. But you need to use just Windows. And uh, we get to know this information just after paid for a 500 license. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, from the Windows, I can create it. It's very useful. I use it uh, from the daily basis, but I need to take two computers. So yeah, it's uh, you yeah. know complicated. But my best recommendation, uh, just use same tools. Mm -hmm. Because the most difficult thing, uh, as uh, it seems to me, um, to rebuild from one platform to another, or you, you have to focus on the very native platform. But moreover, I suggest to adapt some content uh, to the game format because uh, uh, use platforms for the both for laptops, from smartphones, and learners can continue their learning anytime. And uh, after, you know, very hard work day, you can just switch. So this learning would be kind of fun for you, but uh, you can use it uh, like when you go back to your workplace or to, to home, uh, just uh, using the smartphone and that's it. Hmm. Got it. Interesting, right? Now, the last question what I have for you, Ira, uh, which goes slightly beyond the conversation of tools, is what kind of, you know, let's focus on three practical tips from the, from the book of Ira's secret of of effective employee learning about all the LD managers who are right now tuned in. Um, what are the three practical takeaways you want to give, especially if there's a learning and development manager who's kind of struggling to, um, to engage with his employees who are right now in a hybrid workspace kind of a setting? Um, three things. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, let's say do not be afraid to offer new things like like games, like very special training or very like close training for almost individual one. Don't be afraid of that because it's very uh, necessary part of the communication and uh, for building this trust bridge mm -hmm. from you as a learning and development to the employee. Mm -hmm. um, do not be afraid to seem uh, incompetent. Mm -hmm. So say that this is also a new experience for you because, okay, hybrid format, that's nice, but uh, it's not the, uh, the second way of pandemic for me. It's new for me. It's very stressful for me as well, personally, like uh, as a professional as well. So don't be afraid to say about that. Don't be afraid to share your emotion and uh, build this trusting relationship and uh, do your best to understand each other not just you to understand person but to try to build this that person will understand you as well and uh, the third one uh, let's say be curious mm -hmm. be curious because there is a lot of information right now and uh, there is a lot of opportunity to to develop yourself to develop people around you and uh, I really hope that learning and development manager, it is this kind of uh, professional uh, 
think that uh, it is very necessary to love your work. If you just, I don't know, hate people and uh, don't like to create presentation or don't like to analyze the content, just just switch your professional uh, expertise and just just be curious because it's interesting. Yeah, I know that it is very hard to to believe after I don't know ten years of uh, of work per day, but yeah, it's interesting and you help people to develop and uh, probably it it can brings you a lot of happiness after got it i think that that was one of the best conclusions whatever i really respect all the people in learning and development um you take you need to have a lot of patience you need to have a lot of curiosity at the same time you need to always be defending your employees against your bosses that no no they are learning they are upskilling you have to uh, you have to face a lot of heat from the employees saying that hey we don't really like this training or we really love this training so you know kudos to you kudos to all the lnd managers this just makes me more empathetic and thank you so much for joining in and sharing all your knowledge all your wisdom to all the learning and development managers across the world thank you to having me it was really nice to reflect right now great lovely This podcast was brought to you by Beehive.io. Beehive is an AI-enabled platform which helps organizations manage their tribal knowledge and promote peer learning at the workplace. To stay updated about all the best practices in the world of learning and development and human resources, please make sure to stay subscribed.